0: and welcome to episode number 36 of the building a better body podcast today I have a nice little interview lined up for you I am talking to Nina Kaiser. we are talking about trust so continuing on with my fear series trust is something that we all have in varying degrees so I thought it would be great to have a little bit of a discussion on it so I'll get straight to it here's the interview I have a fabulous guest on today to chat with me. I am joined by Nina Kaiser. She is a network designer and co-chair, and she teaches workshops every week. Now, the reason I have her on today is because she has a healthy interest in all things self-improvement, helping others and really striving to be a better person. Well, that's what I see anyway. <laughs> she may say something different. Um, plus, she has a super calming vibe, and I'm all about that right now. So Nina, Nina said to me the other day that trust and fear cannot exist at the same time. So if you have complete trust, there can be no fear. So You know, you can literally train yourself to trust more, but you can't just turn off fear. So does fear diminish as we build trust in certain areas? Is trust the main aspect we should be working on to silence our fears? Um, I'll just let you ponder on that for a moment, but I just thought that would be a great topic to delve into as part of my fear series that I'm doing. And why not get Nina on the show for a chat? So when I, when I think of trust, I definitely think it's something we can all work on. Everybody's gonna have varying levels of it. Um, plenty of people have been hurt ba- badly in the past and it will quite clearly determine how much they trust in the future. And it would be quite understandable to see a person hold back a little because of previous events. Now, it would be inappropriate, I would say, for me to give advice, firstly, because I'm not a therapist. I'm just a, a woman with a healthy interest in all things to do with human behaviour. Secondly, no one person can totally understand what another person has gone through. You know, two no two experiences are the same. Even if, uh, you know, it's the same experience, but two different people uh, see it, their interpretation can change. So I'm not going to give random advice on that. However, what I can do, Nina too is share our thoughts and you can choose to listen and make a few changes accordingly or just hit the stop button right now and go about your day (laughs) no judgment so all that aside I want to welcome Nina to the building a better body Building a Better Body Podcast. Uh, Nina, super happy to have you with me today. How
1: are you? Hello, I'm great. Thanks very much for, for asking me to do it. Yeah, brilliant. You're,
0: you're welcome. Sorry for that big spiel before. You maybe fell asleep.
1: <laughs> no, I was all ears. just thinking, who hey, is this wonderful girl? Going to come on and talk about trust? <laughs> Correct
0: answer. I'm happy with that. Um, so uh, we know, or I know, that you're a very creative person because of all your network and crocheting. That you do. Um, but if you want to, can you tell us a bit more about your spiritual and sort of well being side of you that may not be as well known?
1: Yeah, well the funny thing is I think the whole creative side not that it started with this, but me taking steps towards, you know, fulfilling my dreams started years ago whenever I read the book Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. I was so old now, like I'm really showing my age. But- <laughs> I, remember that one. I remember that one, yeah. I was only halfway through it when I put an ad in the Yellow Pages to be a fortune teller. Now, I had only had a pack of, pack of tarot cards and some crystals. I didn't really know anything, but I thought I feel that fear. And Susan Jeffers said, just do it. So I did. Maybe it wasn't the healthiest way to start. But before I knew it, I was getting calls and people were, were paying for my services as a fortune teller. Now, that is crazy. If you If you know me, I'm an ordinary person. But still feeling that fear and feeling confident enough obviously to to put the ad in and receive calls and go to people's houses and host tarot parties i mean pretty amazing Mm -hmm. and that led me to to make decisions that that i was making in my life to to take jobs and to travel and to just say yes to everything that was my philosophy for years just say yes see what happens Mm -hmm. and that that really worked and uh being in a position wherever i where i could you know trust myself at the time when i was very young i thought that meant i was in control that's pretty naive now <laughs> i realized that that to trust in yourself isn't really is not isn't isn't all that that it's cracked up to be because really i was invited recently to to uh going a bit off tangent here but it's
0: okay. Go for
1: it. yeah <laughs> invited recently to trust in a higher power did not even wasn't on my radar as a I, i've studied holistic therapy later uh reiki reflexology crystal healing and they all talked about a higher power but there was no way i was going to trust in that higher power for me it was a business and i only trusted myself to to be good at business and to know how to get clients you know create a healthy relationship with and that was what I was about it was all about me so this trusting in the higher power is completely new and I'm just landing on it now so as we talk it's it's brand new I could come back in a year's time and say something completely different (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah well that's that's fine you know I think we do evolve I think we are a bit too scared to do something a bit different um but when you do and also you know it's the same with whenever you get a job you know, back in the day it used to be you had it for fifty years and that's all you did. But now that's just not it's not acceptable almost to ourselves to, to do that. It's not fulfilling enough. Well that's what I feel like anyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you when you're trusting in yourself, it's a bit a bit scary and also when you're trusting in other people, it's very scary. And the whole thing is people change. Situations change, but they don't just change over time. They can change through the course of one day. Mm-hmm. You can wake up and be one thing, and then in, in ten minutes' time, just because you've been triggered by something that you've read or heard or thought, you're different. And so, when you're showing up with people in relationships, you said earlier, you know, when when you're, it's hard to trust if you've been hurt before. You'll be hurt. You'll be hurt time and time again by the same person in many mm-hmm. different ways. And you yourself will hurt other people because you're showing up in a different reality. Every every moment is mm-hmm. is changing. Yeah.
0: And so. I think, to, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like you mentioned, that you are always going to get hurt. You're not going to be able to live in a bubble. It's basically how you choose to deal with that, I think.
1: That's right. That's right. And you can choose to see it as somebody having a, a a bad day or you yourself having a bad day or a or a bad situation without taking that in and taking it personally and mm-hmm. without thinking that you could do something to control it. I think that's the illusion. If uh, I've been listening to Eckhart Tolle so much, he's like become a fixture in my living room. Right um, okay yeah. And he says, you know, if you're if you're trusting in in somebody's reality, you're 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 crazy because it's not it's not fixed. And the the one thing, of course, we're we're taught. To. We're nearly conditioned to fear change Mm -hmm. and because change is scary and that puts you in, it, it makes you think you can control it, but change is the one thing guaranteed every day we wake up it's different day time the this concept of time is is a change in our in our lives
0: i think i've said in the past you know you absolutely have to get uncomfortable sorry get comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah that's that's where all the good stuff exists whether you want to admit it or not i mean we do i think i might have mentioned it on my last podcast we do love our home comforts everything has to be just so Perfect temperature in the house, twenty-one degrees. You need to have a nice, cozy, <laughs> bit, cozy bed. You don't get cold. You always, always, always have to get comfortable. Um, and you know, even I mean, there's lots of science behind taking a cold shower. Nobody would even think about that because it's the most horrific thing. But it's <laughs> so much amazing stuff for the human body if you just give yourself a blast of cold uncomfort, and that just leads into all sorts of other things. You
1: know. Yeah, and and how wonderful, isn't it? To is it to like be cold and step into a big cozy comfortable coat or your dressing gown or comfy slippers after you've been freezing you know it's there is like the, the reward for some discomfort
0: yeah. well you're appreciating that aren't you you know it's, anything big like i ran a marathon would not do it again but <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i did it you do get a sense of achievement from pushing yourself much further than you think you can go you know yeah yeah. And we and I've been listening a lot to a lot of different podcasts, and they keep saying things like, "We are not our thoughts." Do you know? What yeah, I mean?
1: that's right. American? Oh yeah. Oh, just this morning, Eckhart Tolle again. He was saying once you start to realize, say you're standing in a queue, and you're happy, you know, you've got this happy face on, and then after about five minutes, you think, "Hold on, here, this queue this is starting to irritate me because this isn't right. If somebody's doing something wrong, they should change it." You start equating the the queue of people and the waiting with yeah. a negative thought, oh. but it's just a thought. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can choose to have that thought or not. Can that the fact that you're waiting in line may may not, you know, tease some people off, but it certainly might tease some other people off.
0: Yeah, it just shows you you can always choose your reaction. Like today, the weather was pretty bad and I was stuck in traffic and it was much slower than normal. And people were tooting their horns all around me and you could tell they were just irritated. But I was just like. You know what? I got an extra twenty minutes here to listen to my podcast. I don't care. Literally, yeah. choo- choose like why choose suffering when you don't actually have to? is ridiculous? That's right. how Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, he says it's your thoughts that cause suffering, but it's such a deep subject. And your thoughts are you're always on unless you're well. As soon as you become aware that you're having a thought, at least that's some progress. Exactly. Because you're you're separate from the thought then. <laughs>
0: You're always. It's always a work in progress. It's like why there's so much um, talk about journaling now. You know, just get all of that out in the morning before you even start your day, and it, you could choose mm-hmm. to experience things very differently.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, back to the kind of subject in hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mentioned. I mentioned at the start that you said trust and fear cannot exist at the same time. Have you any expansion on that?
1: Um. <laughs> Just to say that when you, people, when you have your fears, you kind of think they're a part of you and you've got to do something to get over it, but you can't think of what that could be because a fear comes up into your throat unbidden. You just kind of all of a sudden feel a fear, like whenever that I was uh, at half about four half past four this afternoon, I was happy as Lara and then I realized realized, flip, I've got to do this podcast with Karen this afternoon. It's a, <laughs> this evening it's a frightening thing for yeah, me it yeah. is <laughs> And are you,
0: uh, are you frightened right now? Let me ask.
1: No, I but I That's would good. like to say the right thing. Of course, I'm still try- trying to control what to say, but not yeah. really, af- not afraid. No, there's people yeah. that are listening. I'm sure they're lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. Uh, hello, <laughs> listeners. <Should I> like- <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when but obviously the fears are there. They were pro- probably just a part of the human condition, the unenlightened person that I am feels fear. But <laughs> what you can do, is cultivate your trust which in turn will automatically calm you down, relieve you of your control, your need to control and your sense of of being able to control because you're handing it all over to mm-hmm. to the higher part of whatever is already in charge yeah. um, and that, that boosts your confidence, you relax, mm-hmm. you're able to enjoy it hopefully. Enjoy yeah. what is coming rather than and simply freeze.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been doing a bit of research, maybe very minimal, I must say, on the hormone oxytocin. Have you heard of it? Does that mean anything to you? Probably
1: not. Uh, you probably mentioned it. If I've heard I of it, probably, it's through you, yeah. but I can't remember.
0: <laughs> it's um, it's a powerful hormone that acts as a as a neurotransmitter in the brain. But when we hug or kiss a loved one, the oxytocin uh, levels increase. So it's often called the love hormone or the cuddle hormone. <laughs> and it plays like, it plays a huge role in uh, pair bonding. And it, it seems there's a fine balance between too much of it uh, and too little. But if you get your levels just right, uh, it's supposed to be connected with your ability to trust. Um, and, the, and it kind of makes sense. You know, when you're close with another person, you're kind of feeling great. Your general well-being is pretty good. And there is less fear. You know, you almost feel you can take on the world, negative emotions are, are low because you have some sort of comfort. A hug can be huge and people don't even realise it. It releases mm-hmm. oxytocin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: That's why think. they all consider giving hugs for, or free hugs or hugs in the nursing home, you know, because people, that's what they're missing.
0: Yeah, and you think it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, there is science behind it. It's it's kind of sketchy that we're talking about uh, injecting rats It and they didn't really get much of a feedback, and then they were also saying if you have too much of it, it can actually cement negative feelings too much, and all this kind of craziness. So, but there's something in the hormones are important, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I read I said this to you before, but I'll read out to the listeners. I read an interesting point in psychology today. Um, and there's a quote, the nature of attachment to our caregivers in childhood, whether it's secure or insecure and within the insecure category, anxious or avoidant determines how trusting we are because these early attachments provide the working model of how we see the world and the people in it. So, you know, you may have had a pretty stressful childhood, even to the point where you can't even remember things that have happened, but it's shaped how you trust people in the future, which is mm-hmm. A pretty uh, sort of ingrained path that you would probably like to change if you want to mm-hmm. yeah um and then there's a uh, series of experiments carried out um participants were given a list of words as prompts and were asked to write a story using these words one sample set of words might have pertained to a baby's morning mother baby play blanket hug smile story pretend teddy bear lost find a nap and those who uh were securely who had securely attached bases you know no anxiety as children told stories that were generally full of maternal interaction with a happy satisfied baby with hugs and smiles a lost teddy bear but then found again and then the insecurely attached um, imagined a nervous mother who gets distracted and loses a teddy bear um who, and um the baby's alone in its crib so unbelievable difference in how a story is told due to, due to how they were brought up themselves
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and of course those stories that we tell ourselves they persist do you know we tell ourselves this is my story and we can't uh, we can't do anything about it we can't change it it is but then our our memories of course are subject to all sorts of change You know, all sorts of manipulations and and, and filters over the years. We we tend to pick out what serves us from our memories. Yeah. And so those early stories really get fixed.
0: Do you think it helps? You know, you've heard the phrase from me, probably. (laughs) You are the (laughs) average of the five people you spend the most time with. Do you think that helps with trust?
1: Oh, I, I dare say it does, because you're hopefully... With the five people that reflect where you are and which stage of your life, and so you feel very supported in that.
0: Yeah. What, I, what I mean by is, do you know the way if you would if you spend a lot of time with negative people? Perhaps you work with people and you can't really get away from them. You you do catch yourself just becoming like them, don't you? Even Absolutely. You don't want to. It's like why am mm-hmm. I doing It's like and it almost that brings you closer together because you're all whining at the same time
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, a an unspoken expectation if you've always been like that with those people that you'll always have to be like that mm-hmm. you know that you're somehow offending them if you don't participate in what yeah. they're moaning about
0: yeah that's why i'm trying to break out and just see different people not that all my friends are negative in my word no not at all but i, I do feel like i want different people in my life at different stages that i'm going through um, yeah like and we with it. Sorry,
1: go ahead. No, I think we all need teachers too.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you've you've been doing a little work on shamanism. Um, I am clueless on the topic. And I mean, you <laughs> just I know you've only just started with it. Do you, Do you have anything to share in that regard?
1: Well, the shamanism is a a tool for spiritual a spiritual life. You know, where you're taken on a journey inward. So you've got a you go inward, and then you're able to lighten everything up, so that you can heal. the The job of a, a traditional shaman was to to heal. It'd be a priest and a teacher and a a, a medicine man, a medicine doctor. Obviously, i would not be practicing medicine, but it's with all the the background that I have in in you know Reiki and reflexology and the crystal healing, that has kind of helped me to start this course with a, you know, a, a good understanding of of what's in store. When I first started it, I thought, oh, shamanism, I know what that is. You go on a journey, you listen to the rattle, and you, and you go on a journey to the upper world or the lower world, and you've got power animals. And I thought that was what I was signing up for, <laughs> more okay, of that. Right, okay. But it's really something quite different.
0: <laughs> is it about healing yourself before you can heal others, is that... Just yeah, that's what I'm getting from you now. I don't know
1: if that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, you you couldn't heal somebody else unless you're you're clean and clear, and it's all about the the vibration. If you've got those sort of dark spots that you've been avoiding, yes, you'll have you'll have some clarity and some healing ability, but you wouldn't be just a good clear channel. And obviously, the, nobody heals they say that it's god that heals so that's the higher power that comes and and, and works through you so yeah. you've this this trust in the higher power i've i've just gotta let go and and letting go hopefully lighten up <laughs>
0: lighten up <Nina. laughs> oh i've been saying it for years <laughs> do you feel like it's helping even though you're only just starting is it, is it having an impact oh.
1: Yeah, every time I think, oh, goodness, there's more homework coming through. I think, but look how far I've come so far, you know, mm-hmm. really yeah. have have learned a lot about, you know, about the mind, the emotions, attachments, this issue of trust, all these things I hadn't really bothered with before. That was something I bought a, a book about and the book stayed on the shelf. It was very, very hard to put into practice. But this particular course, as you practice in and you correspond directly with a, a traditional shaman, and yeah. uh, it's, it's it's pretty amazing. I would recommend it to anybody, but it's not for the faint-hearted.
0: Yes, it sounds like it. Um, would you say you have good trust levels then, even before and after that?
1: Yes, I think where part of the the course so far has been practicing love and kindness. So when you when you see another human being as they are, as a person, as a soul, really on a journey through. It's, it's it's karmic levels, you can't really judge a person on their behavior because they're only acting within the reality that they that they know. They're trusting what they see through their limited perspective. And so am I, obviously, so am I. So when you, you practice that love and kindness towards every single person, no matter whether they're angry mm. or an, an agent or yeah, a, yeah. a horrible person or a good person, you're not superior, not inferior, but you're on a, a, a perfect level with them, and so you trust in whatever your whatever stage you're at and whatever stage they're at. They become a teacher to you because you can see if they're, yeah. you know, if if you're having a reaction, if they're triggering you in some way, then you know you've got some some work to do.
0: It's a reflection on you, isn't that
1: right? If it's just you. it's, yeah, you're just seeing through your eyes. It's your perspective, which is so limited and so subject to. <laughs> to all those filters that you you can't you can't really trust what you're saying, but you can trust the just the knowing mm-hmm. that your a little soul in there and it's unchanging.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's about always showing up and setting an example. You know, it sounds so simplistic, but you act the way it's true to you. You don't have to change just because you're getting some external force coming at you.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can
0: always yeah
1: yeah it's i was
0: it. thinking
1: a, sorry go sorry ahead. no no go ahead because it's, it's
0: always it's always a work in progress i can talk all day long about trying to act a certain way but we live in such a fast-paced environment you just monkey minds reaction all the time <laughs> it's yeah. very difficult to keep everything in check i think
1: yeah, and uh, just just knowing that you're thinking like a monkey, that's that's good. That <laughs> that shows you know you're you're a monkey. You're in a monkey suit anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were you going
0: to say was, something? That, yeah,
1: yeah, I was. I was just thinking about how in recent years, well, I I heard recently that seventy percent of people think it's okay to lie in a, on a daily basis or in daily life. Nowadays, lies are kind oh. of ordinary. I know in business. Sneaky white lie. Yes, you look great in that. That's kind of far for the course, I suppose. Um, But I was thinking about how uh, the media has eroded a lot of trust. What we can see, we don't trust it. We're fact-checking because nobody's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Child abuse scandals and fake news. We just don't know what is true. And so we don't have any role model to live up to. We, we, We don't even know... If we're if we're telling the truth at any given time, or is it just like this, like the yeah. selfie, you know, it's just what we want to project. So, mm-hmm. you know, this trust. is it's very fragile.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why meditation is really important, because you are basically turning off the external noise for a bit just to let your own self come through it's very surprising when you have literally only five or ten minutes to yourself with just a specific music in the background or a guided meditation how much you can just become one with yourself and just ignore and to do and create a habit out of that until the tree comes out to the point where you don't even care what's going on around you (laughs) that's
1: nice (laughs) that's
0: ideal isn't it
1: it is yeah oh yeah i've been i've been meditating for the first time, a meditation was something I I feared. <laughs> I have to yeah, say, yeah. I did not trust myself to sit there for even a minute, and not not you know, not wanted to get up and do something. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's been that's been nice, really good to to just to sit there and and you're listening to your as you say, you're just listening to nothing. That little nothingness that is your essence, and that's probably the only thing you can really trust.
0: Yeah, and I was I was talking last week about uh boredom. It's not even a word. Being bored. Um, you know, children growing up now don't know what it's like to be bored because you just throw a tablet in their hand or a smartphone. Um, you know, they they don't sit and daydream because there's yeah. always something to do to to stimulate the brain. And but with boredom comes creativity, so it it's possibly important to just let yourself get bored from time to time.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that
0: interesting?
1: I, I, I don't think I've been bored for about 20 years. No, you're I all right. I should, yeah. I should start.
0: <laughs> I've gone off track. It's nothing to do with trust. <laughs> um, okay. Well, just one curveball question for you. Uh, sorry okay. To this. If you oh. could give, give us one piece of advice, leave us with a Nina nugget on building a better body, what advice would you give? Just anything at all? Hi. If you've listened to uh, your other half, Neil and Danielle's um, <laughs> advice, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't actually. I've been I've deliberately not done it so that I can surprise yeah. myself I how different these these wee wee podcasts are. But yeah. oh, I I'm going to say mm-hmm. practice love and kindness because you when you do it for yourself first of all, just be kind to yourself, and knowing that you're on a journey that you're just right where you're meant to be allows you to know that others are right where they're meant to be and that you don't have to you just let go of judgment and i think that's it shows great respect to you and to, to others as well and in that you'll just lighten yourself up instantly love
0: it love it that's perfect <laughs> need to listen to that again write it all down <laughs> Loving kindness. She hated out here. <laughs> That's <awesome>. Okay, <laughs> Nina, and then if anybody wants to find you on the internet, what are your uh handles?
1: Yeah, uh well I my business is uh Nancy Said. Uh it's just nancy said dot com. Getting a new website very soon and I yeah, I teach crochet classes every day except Tuesday, and uh I do that out of parlor yarns. And they, cool. they, I don't think the customers have any idea that I'm supposed to be able to tell their fortune. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> the questions you're, I would get if they knew? <laughs> maybe you're secretly
0: doing it and they don't even realize it. Ah,
1: I know what pattern they want before they do. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: will put all of that in my show notes, don't worry at all. Uh, but thank you very much. That's been fun chatting to you for 30 minutes, believe it
1: or not. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. that was more than I expected.
0: <laughs> all right, thank you very much.